Here's what's coming up on your horizon. From electric to gas to petroleum, energy powers Oklahoma's economy. Yet the energy industry is facing a major skills and labor gap. Basically, more jobs than they have workers. Today we take a closer look at the challenges of growing skilled talent for energy careers that are lucrative and rewarding. Stay with us for CareerTech's Horizon. CareerTech Horizon is brought to you by the Oklahoma Department of Career and Technology Education. Visit us at poweredbyokcareertech.com to learn more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of CareerTech Horizon. I'm Rob McClendon. And I'm Blaine Singletary. The energy industry is one of the largest in the state, with salaries averaging $100,000 a year. Oklahoma is one of only a handful of states that have created a new energy cluster, showcasing careers in the energy sector. But before we go there, you may ask exactly what is a career cluster. So here's a little inside baseball. A career cluster is a group of careers that share common features. If you like one job in a cluster, you'll probably find other jobs in that same cluster that you will like as well. Academically, career clusters provide students with a context for studying traditional academics, while learning the skills specific to a career in an area that makes up a larger cluster. Nationally, there are 16 different career clusters that range from agriculture to transportation, but Oklahoma is one of a handful of states that's created a new 17th cluster, showcasing careers in the energy sector. And while these careers can be grouped in the same sector, the jobs could not be more diverse. Yet these energy careers share an important similarity. They are high skill, high wage, and in high demand. And that is where we begin our first story. Drive across Oklahoma and you'll see a wide variety of energy production. Drilling rigs and pumper jacks scattered across the state. Wind turbines methodically turning off on the horizon while solar panels glint in the sun. As you head eastward and water resources become more plentiful, hydroelectric turbines generate electricity for the entire region, creating a diverse portfolio of energy production. Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt. Energy weaves in and out of our everyday lives, supplying many of our fundamental needs and providing careers to hundreds of thousands of Oklahomans. I am proud to say Oklahoma leads the entire country in energy affordability. This top 10 ranking not only shows the strength of the industry, it also helps us generate commerce and fuel economic growth. And that's why the governor, along with other state and industry leaders, officially kicked off a new effort this fall to interest students in energy careers. To continue to meet the challenges 
and increasing technical demands of the energy sector, new workers are needed to develop and maintain a skilled workforce for years to come. Through strategic partnerships, the Oklahoma Energy Workforce Consortium, our career techs, and the State Department of Education have created an energy career cluster that works to promote a unified and results-oriented effort to ensure people find new and rewarding careers in energy. And if you're not familiar with the Oklahoma Energy Workforce Consortium, it's a public-private partnership that Career Tech State Director Marcy Mack says was formed to head off a potential problem for the state. The energy industry is expecting a shortage of skilled workers by 2025. Our goal is to showcase Oklahoma's energy industry and the need to prepare students for a wide range of careers in the industry with multiple career paths and on and off ramps that lead to rewarding jobs. That's why 11 of the state's major energy companies are partnering with educators to show students that no matter their interests, the energy field has a place for them. This is not your grandfather's oil and natural gas industry. Technology leads the way in every sector, upstream, midstream, and downstream. Brooke Simmons is with the Petroleum Alliance of Oklahoma and says energy careers start in the classroom. And a modern oil and natural gas industry needs your talents to solve tomorrow's challenges. Exploration, production, transportation, refining, every aspect of the oil and natural gas industry can be found right here in the Sooner State. And with it comes jobs, lots of jobs. The second highest concentration of oil and gas professionals on the planet, right here in Oklahoma. Jobs that offer salaries of $100,000 per year, white collar and blue collar. Engineers, geologists, welders, truck drivers, computer specialists, accountants. In a downtown high rise or in the field, there's a place for you in Oklahoma's oil and natural gas industry. And often the quickest path into energy jobs is through the STEM fields of science, technology, engineering, and math. So that's where we headed. Located in Wayne, Oklahoma, Mid-America Technology Center serves many of the rural school districts just south of Oklahoma City. And that's where I met a very nervous Madison Gustavic. I really don't do well in interviews. A high school junior, Madison is enrolled in Mid-America's pre-engineering program. Yeah, this is like the first time that I've ever made like a B in a math class. So we're doing one year's worth of trigonometry in half a semester. And it's weighted. And more of a challenge than she's ever faced before. But that's fine with her. In fact, Madison sees the class as an opportunity. I mean, I know grades aren't everything. I mean, on paper, I guess they are in your GPA, but I'm learning stuff and I'm getting the hang of it. And I'm learning how to implement it in the field. And that's really what's important to me. Because Madison wants to be a chemical engineer working in research and development. And if it's in the solar field, well, that's all the better. I could love constantly like dealing with light energy and like all the different breakups of it, like how it breaks up into alpha, beta and gamma and like just all the things that you can do with it and the reactions it has on water, on plants, just the way how energy is constantly produced from it. And while Madison has several more years of study ahead of her, at the Advanced Manufacturing Program at Francis Tuttle Technology Center in Oklahoma City, 
I met another student, a full decade older, by the name of Tony Lockery, and she's wanting to fast-track her career. Started off in Houston, I got a degree in business administration and musical performance. It has nothing to do with what I'm doing right now. But the way I got here was I wanted something that caused me to use my mind, use my hands, and that would give me a great career. And while I enjoy the degrees that I got, it's just really limited in what I can do in terms of a long-term career and reaching my goals financially. Um, with my husband being in oil and gas, he said, why don't you consider process control or why don't you consider energy? And when I went on and looked at some videos on YouTube and I found Francis Tuttle, I was like, oh, that's it. That's what I got to do. And I've, I've loved every minute of it ever since. So Tony is studying automation. You know, the people that keep everything from automated machines to robotics up and running. You have the mechanical side, which is very basic, but it leads up to really the engineering side, which is programming. And those that are doing that, they have really good jobs. That's Bryce Crump. Tony's instructor, and he says before I got there, Tony had just finished a Siemens certification, something Crump says is pretty much a golden ticket to a good job. So I'm interested in energy because it is a field or an industry that branches off into so many different things. I'm also in interested in it because there just aren't very many women involved, and I like to go against the grain and do different things and be challenged. And challenging it is, but Crump says well worth the effort. They're very much in demand. Actually, the high-end jobs, the PLCs, knowing how to troubleshoot, all those things, the hands-on that they learn. It's the hands-on piece, I think, that's the most important here at the school. Not only do you know how to wire it, you understand it, but you understand how to troubleshoot it, which is very vital uh, going out into the field. And critical thinking skills is probably one of the most skills that is sought after. And in the PLC portion of it, that's what we really push. They need to figure it out, understand it, and troubleshoot the problem and fix it and program it here in the lab. And they can duplicate that, you know, out in the field. Going into career tech gives you the chance to do something different, to make lots of money doing it. And I think that there are so many areas in America where people just need skilled workers. And you know, Blaine, after having done this story, if I could leave everyone with one thing, it would be the word skilled from talking to those in the energy industry. While they are in desperate need of workers over the next decade, what they really need are skilled workers. And I think it's important to make that distinction. With technology going the way it is, these are not just jobs you show up for. As Bryce Crump told me in the automation lab, his best students combine critical thinking with hands-on application. Wow, yeah, that does sound like a good combination of skills to have. And we should let our audience know that if they want to learn more about Oklahoma's energy cluster or the many careers associated with it, they can visit oklahoma.getintoenergy.com. So Blaine, what's up next? Well, speaking of rewarding and engaging careers, we take a look to the skies for wind energy. And how some may see it as a competitor to oil and gas, it really is more of something that can work together with the whole industry. That it is. And later, we'll talk to some energy experts. Career Tech Horizon is brought to you by Career Tech. Keep striving. Right now, you're showing up for our state, for our community, 
doing what you can with your skills and strength for all of us. In the halls of hospitals, in neighborhoods, on the road, across the state. You train for tomorrow and for today. And all of us at Oklahoma Career Tech thank you for putting your skills into action. For Oklahoma and beyond, stay safe and keep striving. Visit us at poweredbyokcareertech.com to learn more. Well, you may remember earlier this year in the before COVID times when we talked about OEIP, and that's the Oklahoma Education and Industry Partnerships. Well, thanks to COVID, it became yet another event that went online due to advisories against in-person gatherings. But OEIP took advantage of this sudden shift to the new normal and used the powers of virtual conferencing to bring more people together more often, focusing on more industries in the state once a month. And that's where our blind Singletary picks up our energy story. Okay, all three clocks that I can see at this time say 11 o'clock. And so I think the focus of this meeting was on the energy industry, but not so much on the oil and gas that the state is known for. Instead, today is all about wind energy, an industry taking the state by storm. The way we produce, deliver, and consume energy is evolving rapidly thanks to advancements in technology. Career Tech State Director Marcy Mack kicked off the panel with a message saying that wind energy is an important part of the large-scale modernization the state is undergoing in energy infrastructure. For students interested in being a part of this great transformation, a career in energy would be very rewarding. It's a rewarding field, but also one that requires safety first. Wind energy isn't a walk in the park, and as Taylor Burnett of High Plains Technology Center showed us, it's a bit more vertical. Right, Sean and James. So. One of their students hooks up a safety cable and begins climbing a ladder inside of one of those towering wind turbines you're seeing more and more of on the highway. And as you can see, when we're dealing with heights, the biggest thing that we start the class with is safety. Put them through a lot of that off the get-go because, let's be honest, you're working almost 300 foot up in the air. You're dealing with electricity. They're two crazy, crazy things. It's dark, and workers need to learn the best way to get up as high as 300 feet while managing their grip and stamina. You have to trust your instincts as well as your gear. This act of trust is similar to how High Plains started their wind energy program nearly a decade ago. The campus in Woodward is right in the epicenter of Oklahoma's wind energy explosion. We started this so long ago, we only took, you know, we were, we were recruiting, we were looking for people uh, 10 years ago, getting three, four people in a class. Now we are turning people away. Just a sign of the times to where wind is getting more accepted in Oklahoma. You're talking about a school that really was founded on oil and gas, that still trains for oil and gas. Uh, so we understand how the two can get along. Burnett says the starting salary for a job in this field can be $17 an hour to as high as 25. And that's just the base pay. You're gonna be working overtime because we're talking about machines. We're talking about equipment uh, that can fail, that can go down at any point in time. The blades aren't turning, there's not money being made. And with a high demand for workers in this field, there's definitely money to be made. But you still have to start somewhere. 
Many graduates start as traveling technicians. Betiana Piserpano, or VET, as he's called, is a graduate from CV Tech's wind energy program on their El Reno campus, which is also right in the middle of Oklahoma's energy country. The uh, knowledge I, I, I gained from school helped me tremendously out in the field. And everything I learned in class translated out here in the field, so I wasn't uh, surprised by anything much, really. It's pretty high pace. Um, you are away from home a lot, um, six weeks on, one week off. Um, but there is a lot of uh, room for growth out here. Um, I see a lot of fellow uh, alums that uh, have moved up as well in, uh, in Harvest and other companies. It's probably the, the best decision I've ever made um, as far as a career cho- change and choice. Um, it was in very difficult to find work afterwards that, you know, um, compensated as, as well as we are compensated out here. You know, there's, there's great guys out here that will mentor you as well, you know, um, but you got to be open to learning. That's all I can really say is like I was only put in this position because I went through that CV Tech program. The main theme you get from hearing these people talk about this industry is that it really is open to anybody, so long as you have a respect for heights, as they put it. There's no college degree required, and that makes this a very attractive option for a group of people who may need a career change at this particular moment. Again, Taylor Burnett. We're in the middle of oil and gas territory. We've seen so many people that have been laid off right now that these skills are transferable. We are very grateful that we have wind because if we didn't have this in Woodward, a lot of people even more would be suffering, um, you know, because it's, it's, a, it's a deal to where they can make that smooth transition um, and they're used to working and working hard. You know, that's the other thing. The growth of these programs at CV Tech and High Plains don't just mean they're reliably filling classes, they're also reliably filling jobs. James Swigert, who's CV Tech's wind energy instructor, says that comes down to how they treat the class. You know, I want to make this as much like working in the field as I possibly can. Not just a classroom, not just being in class learning, but, but actually being like we are in the industry working. Uh, we come out, we, we talk about what we're going to do for the day, do the safety topic and stuff. But I do have a tardy and, and late policy. I've got to build people who are going to be punctual, make sure that they're on time. So if I send them to a company that says, hey, we need some technicians, I know they're going to be 10 minutes early. We always say, hey, treat this as a job interview. This is a 20-week job interview. They're making it through that process. Their name's attached to us. And, you know, that that's what we want is that reputation. And that reputation is important as the state moves to become a leader in this renewable energy field. It's a huge boom right now. There's wind everywhere. Oklahoma could be the leader of energy when it comes to just natural gas and wind alone. So Blaine, what's Vet been up to since he was on this OEIP panel? Well, you know, he's still moving and grooving all around the United States, really, with uh, with this company, Harvest. And really, it's just a testament of how far he's come, really. I mean, he just graduated from the program in uh, March or April, and he's moved up to lead technician since then. 
And this is a job that can take you almost anywhere. Absolutely. Yeah. It's one that we're traveling, like I said, can uh, really be an advantage. It can really give you that experience early on. Where there's wind, there's a job. Now, I also want to ask you about females in this industry. Oh, yes. There's a, it's open to females as well. Um, uh, one of the instructors was saying, you know, they do have a few females in his class from time to time, and uh, they actually tend to be quite a lot more patient in uh, learning the technical electronic side of this, of this job. Yeah, I guess the key here is just not to be afraid of heights. Or a respect of heights, as they said. That, that is a much better way of saying it, is it? And I also hear that CV Tech has a new program on the horizon. That's right. They've got solar energy starting next year. And um, just as oil and gas can easily transfer into wind energy, wind energy can transfer into solar as well. There's a lot of the same uh, technical skills involved with this. And so once a lot of wind workers get old to the point where they can't quite climb up 300 feet anymore, they can do the same stuff on the ground. Well, I will take exception to the old part about not being able to climb, (laughs) but I am glad to see the solar industry is thriving here in the state. Now, when we return, we are going to hear from some energy experts. Career Tech Horizon is brought to you by Career Tech. Keep striving. This class has given me a good start, especially with stuff that I've done. I came into this class, I didn't know how to swing a hammer. It's fun to watch like the progress go so fast, you know, like go from not knowing how to do it to remembering how to do it next time. If I had advice for another student, it would be it's a lot of hard work and you just have to make sure and apply yourself. Just expect to work hard when you get here, so when you leave, you're best prepared to start your career. Visit us at poweredbyokcareertech.com to learn more. Earlier this fall, during Oklahoma's Energy Week, our own Rob McClendon hosted a virtual panel bringing several energy experts together to discuss energy careers, the launch of Oklahoma's energy cluster, and how to get Oklahomans energized for these careers. Here are the highlights. So, Molly, what is the idea or maybe the reason for the Energy Workforce Consortium? Well, really, it is about partnership and, um, you know, bringing together a group of industry partners to really solve a problem that we all have. That's Molly Peters with OG&E. The reality is, is that um, we are all competitors in some senses, but we're also customers with one another, and we all have a common mission and goal in that. We have a true responsibility to, you know, serve our customers and serve our nation's needs. And so, you know, we all have a um, workforce gap that we see coming in the future. And any one of us cannot solve that problem by ourselves. So, you know, really working together to um, create that awareness and create those development opportunities for students, for military, for, you know, the underemployed. Um, helps all of us. So we kind of have the saying that, you know, let's partner in the classroom and compete on the field. So we can compete for that talent at a later time, but right now let's focus on um, developing and building a qualified pool. What skills and abilities do you really look for when it comes to an entry-level employee? So for entry-level employees, I'll just be honest, you know, it's those employability skills. So the very first thing 
you know, we look for are, um, you know, people that have a good work ethic that, you know, want to be on time. They want to learn. They are respectful to others and to themselves. Um, you know, it's all those things that you, you know, your mama taught you and you learned in kindergarten. But, you know, those, first and foremost, those are the very most important things um, right off the bat. And you have to be eager and teachable. You have to want to learn. Um, you know, once you've passed that hurdle, we're really looking for people that have that technical competency, um, you know, and they put safety first. We do not, we're not looking for the person that, um, you know, is a big risk taker. David Osborne is the general manager of the Oklahoma Municipal Power Authority. Our industry has seen a lot of change. There's a lot of exciting opportunities uh, coming up in our industry, but also, you know, in the, in the electric power field anyway, it's always traditionally been very stable and I think will continue to be pretty stable. Electricity powers our economy. It's the fact that, you know, you can't run the internet without it. And, uh, and so there's, there's a lot of opportunity for a lot of areas, a lot of stability, well-paying jobs. I mean, you can go on and I can just continue to echo a lot of what Molly said, but uh, it really can be an exciting field going forward. And Osborne says for electrical linemen, the job is more than just about what they make. It's about what they do. You know, I greatly respect line workers. Uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a demanding job, but it's a great job. And, uh, you know, but it one of the things that gets missed sometimes besides the base pay is the overtime. Uh, line workers eat up overtime, you know, they, they just love it. And there's plenty of it because they're the ones that get our lights back on after storms. They're the ones that we need to go out there after tornadoes, hurricanes, ice storms, and restore power. And uh, they, they tend to get a lot of overtime. So when you, when you talk about salaries and base salaries, that's one thing. When you start factoring in overtime, uh, there is tremendous opportunity there. And that's why they love working long hours because they know it's, they, they see that satisfaction when somebody's power has been out for three or four days or even longer and you turn those, those lights back on, the level of satisfaction you get is, is amazing. And the outpouring of appreciation is amazing. So besides the wages, they also get that, that really good feeling of getting people's power turned back on as well. And the jobs are not just rewarding, they're diverse. Renewable energy continues to grow in Oklahoma and around the nation. Heath Hergy is with Enel Green Power North America. So I grew up in Southwest Oklahoma. I'm a native Oklahoman, a family farmers and ranches there. And I'm starting to see the trend of a lot of young people who are able to stay on the farm or stay on the ranch and be a wind turbine tech, you know, be a tech. And so for me, it gives me a lot of pride to see these rural kids like I used to be, and I still am, I guess, um, you know, being able to stay in an industry that's a good paying job. Uh, they can raise their family and still work on their on their family's farm and ranch there in the rural areas of the state. And obviously that, that job growth in those areas is badly needed, as we know. And so for me, I think that it's really rewarding to see the young people um, coming out of tech school or college or even high school uh, being able to work in a dependable, stable industry where they can have a job they can retire from, you know, 20, 30 uh, plus years. So 
uh, that's exciting, uh, certainly for me to see that. And I think lastly, you know, just driving through the state, uh, I've got my five-year-old in the back and, and <laughs> the wind turbines and, and that I've developed and says, you know, hey, daddy, there's, there's, a, there's a wind turbine, there's your wind turbines out there. You know, that, that makes me really proud. And I hope that there's, you know, rural kids like me uh, coming up through the ranks that they can also uh, uh, have that pride uh, someday too in a, in a wind farm or a solar farm that, that they work on. And Blaine, all the panelists that were involved in this virtual discussion realize that we're still in the early stages of the energy cluster, but everyone is very cognizant that the work being done now could impact jobs for the future. That's right, Rob. It's really interesting to see how far we've come in just such a short time. Speaking of looking back, we have the full panel discussions available on our website, cthorizon.org. Just check out the show notes for this episode 9. While you're there, we've also pulled up some classic Horizon stories about energy, including some where you'll see our former colleagues scaling these massive wind turbines. It's quite a sight to behold. And trust me, for being there, Blaine, I was glad it was them and not me, because these are awfully high. (laughs) That they are. That they are. And thank you all so very much for listening to us today. If you like this episode, be sure to give us a good rating on iTunes or whatever podcast app you're using. Of course, if you're on Spotify, make sure to share this episode to some of your friends and family. While we're still social distancing as we move into the holidays, a podcast can be a great way to share something fun between the two of you that isn't an infectious disease. And hey, the next time we see you, we'll be knee-deep in the holidays, so if anyone on your list is getting a smart speaker for the occasion, keep in mind you can listen to us there. Just say, play Career Tech Horizon. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just look up CT Horizon. Career Tech Horizon is a production of the Oklahoma Department of Career and Technology Education and is produced by me, Blaine Singletary. And me, Rob McClendon, with additional help from Connie Romans. And a very special thanks to Christy Morrison at Visit Stillwater for lending us a socially distant space to record today's episode. And that will wrap up this episode on the New Energy Cluster. Thanks for giving us a listen. Hope to see you back here next time.